After years of wedded bliss, Nick couldn't take it any longer. Melissa, through no fault of her own, had grown up in a home without cable TV or a VCR. If that last sentence confused you, Google it. This had resulted in her having very little pop culture movie knowledge. In order to right this injustice, the duo will watch and discuss movie after movie until Melissa has caught up with the zeitgeist of her generation. Welcome to their journey. Well. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I am also great because winter finally came. Yeah. It was like not here and then it was here and then not here. And I was like, it's January. What is going on? And now we have some good, good snow. We might get to go sledding like one more time. Yeah, that would be At nice. Least. So do you have any idea what we're watching this week? Nope. No? No idea. Well, I have been waiting for snow to watch this. <gasps> oh my gosh, the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. That is exactly what we should watch tonight. So what we're going to do right now yeah. is you are going to put on your coat with the fur lining around the head <laughs> and we are going to go outside and walk around in the snow right now. And then okay. we're going to come inside. Okay. I may or may not make us drink shots of whiskey. <laughs> Was that in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we're going to watch this film. Oh, okay. You remember this film because we watched it last year, yeah? I do. I remember a lot of it. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I, right. I don't retain every fact of every movie oh, ever like, like you do. The whole film is just running through my mind now as we're talking. <laughs> and anyway, okay. So Ooh, I can't wait to go to the Arctic. I know. Okay, this is awesome. Let's do it. Let's go check it out. Okay. I got my jacket. So, woohoo! Are you chilled to the bone? Have you warmed up? I warmed up from our walk. It yeah. was a great way to start a movie like that, though. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, like one of my favorite things about this movie is a lot of the stillness it has in it, mm-hmm. and just the feeling of isolation. and And yeah, I uh, I I love those feelings when I take winter walks at night. <laughs> The cold in this movie is one of the characters almost. Oh, totally. Because it, it's it's another part of the doom. Yeah. Like even like not just the monster. There's also the ever-present cold that they have yeah. to think about. And have to worry about. And, and, and it's it's coming after all of them just as much as the monster is. Um, when we took our walk, everything was covered with snow. Mm-hmm. Like the fairy tale kind of snow. It was gorgeous. Yeah. It was much more um, beautiful than the <laughs> horrifying snow in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I had to have you wear that coat, too, because it's like the coat that they all had in the Ar- in Antarctica. And we used a flashlight on our walk instead of a flare, which is what they used a lot in the movie, too. I kept wondering, like, how do they not do they just not have batteries in the 80s? I'm pretty sure they had <laughs> flashlights or if you're in England, torches. And, you know, batteries, but all over the place, they're using flares for like everything around gas, around explosives, around dynamite sticks, like flares. It felt more, I don't know, um, appropriate for the equipment they had to use flares. Like they had a lot of emergency equipment. 
Oh, like they would just have a supply of them? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree they would have a supply of them, but I also think they would have a supply of flashlights. Wow. But anyway. So do you want to give us a quick uh, summary? Of yeah. The movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Thing. Or John Carpenter's The Thing. Well, sure. <laughs> do you know why they call it John Carpenter's The Thing? No idea. I'm going to guess marketing. Marketing? <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's a good guess, but wrong. Um, they called it John Carpenter's The Thing because there was a horror movie, you know, it oh. was a science fiction movie called The Thing. And it was, I want to say the 60s is when it came out, if I recall correctly. But yeah. So there was another thing. So they had to distinguish this one. Oh, okay. Correct. So in this movie, you're... Um, you're in the Antarctica in a U.S. science research station. Mm-hmm. And it's a group of um, scientists, all guys. Kurt Russell's one of them. And the movie just starts out so perfectly. There's a helicopter chasing a dog mm. in, through, in the snow. And you're just like, what is going on? You're just dropped in the middle of the action. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you've seen the alien. Like before you even know what's happening. Like yeah. the threat is there already. Um, and so like literally as an audience, you don't know it's the alien. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. I love the suspense of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I can handle it. <laughs> it's like not too much. Um, but it's just right. You don't know that you don't know that there has to be suspense. You're just like, Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? That's weird. weird. So it's just this weird reckoning. Like, why are they doing this? Yeah. Um, the dog runs up to the science station the men run outside because you know there's a helicopter shooting Mm -hmm. um and it's the norwegians i think they had another research station um a couple clicks away and so (laughs) laughing because kurt russell kept calling the swedes and everybody kept correcting him (laughs) right (laughs) that was funny Uh, um and yeah so the dog you know kind of just stays with them and the helicopter ends up crashing something happens that they hit something no it it, it lands and then they drop a grenade they're trying to throw a grenade at the dog yeah and they drop it and the guy goes for it and it just explodes right by the helicopter the whole thing goes up right so they're they have this dog and then this mystery like what just happened well it turns out um the norwegians Mm -hmm. had dug up an alien they um, sure had and a whole spaceship that had crash landed in the ice yeah and um this alien had taken the form of the dog but you don't find out right away and the tricks the alien can do like confound the group and Mm -hmm. they're really sunk before they even realize what's happening oh yeah um one guy one of the doctors he performs an autopsy on this body oh kurt russell Mm -hmm. and the commander they go over to the norwegian place to check it out they bring a body back yeah that's like deformed and creepy and yeah. oh, the, all of the special effects like the they're real they're they're, they're practical yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're really gross and yeah well they do appropriately job gross well, yes yeah. mm-hmm. anyway so he figures it out first but the alien is just you remember who that guy is no he's he was the spokes- he looks friendly is he the spokesperson for quaker oats yes Yes, you got it. Yeah, wow, he has like a a, a friendly oatmeal face. Yeah, a friendly <laughs> oatmeal face. 
Oh, his cheeks are chubby. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was also, too, as he got older, he was <laughs> the national spokesperson for diabetes. Oh, yeah. Which actually dovetails nicely from his Quaker Oats because oats are good for diabetes. Yeah, that's perfect. So Wilford Brimley was his name. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, wow, he did a great job. He was he, did. A, he was a really good he character. He was really good in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he he's hard to read. Mm-hmm. Um could be he figures eye. it out first. Does he have a lazy eye? Yeah, he has a lazy eye. Oh, I didn't notice because he has glasses. Uh-huh. Hmm. Hmm. So anyway, the alien they it's it's got them before they even realize it, like I said. And um it comes down to just a couple guys who are not infected and mm-hmm. they can kind of test themselves and figure it out. And they, the alien infects them, right? The alien infects them. Why does it infect them? What do you mean? Why? What, what is it trying to do? It's trying to take over like clone. It's like a virus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it hides in cloning things exactly. So you can't tell what it is or where it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it could, which look, is crazy. It, it can look exactly like yes. Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. but it's not Kurt Russell anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of sombreros. <laughs> he had a sombrero. He did? <laughs> he could fly a helicopter. He could. He sure could. Um, Is that enough summary for you? Oh, well, I were you bringing it home? There were three mm-hmm. guys. What'd you say? There were three guys at the end, and then they had to make sure that the thing couldn't escape. Right. And that they didn't want the thing to freeze itself mm-hmm. and be discovered later. Mm-hmm. So they basically had to like sacrifice themselves to mm-hmm. make sure this thing died. True. And it was suspenseful to the very last minute because Kurt Russell, he, he's he's the last man standing, you think. Mm-hmm. Everything's in flames. They, they burned down the whole research station. Yep. And it's just a dark night and his, you can see his breath and you know... He's going to be dying mm-hmm. from the cold. Mm-hmm. And he sits down to have a last drink of whiskey. Yeah. And he's got his whiskey with him. Out comes Childs. Yeah. Childs. Good job. Thank I'm you. How are you? Well, it's a Childs. That's a weird name. It's Childs play. <laughs> yeah. So he comes out and they're kind of sizing each other up like, are you infected? Mm-hmm. Are you an alien? Mm-hmm. And then boom, credits. And you don't know. Just passes the whiskey bottle and you have no idea. Oh, it's such a good ending. It is a great ending. <laughs> I love that movie. Can we just talk about men from the 70s for a minute? And I don't want you to feel... First off, this was the 80s, but okay. Well, it's early 80s, right? It's 82, so it's probably filmed in 81. But, you know, we've already talked about this. The early 80s are basically like the 70s. So keep going. Okay. I don't want you to feel threatened by oh what I'm about to goodness. say. You're, you're <laughs> like, is this a trigger warning? Okay. so Oh, no, no. All right. Men that men from that time. I know where you're going with this. Are, Keep going. Are awesome. <laughs> they are. They they are they are real men. Uh, is that when men were men? That, yeah, because they were like <laughs> they're they uh, still ha- okay. So they can do manly things, uh-huh. right? Like uh-huh. they all knew how to use the flamethrower. I know how to use flamethrower, but go ahead. <laughs> I told you, don't feel threatened. I'm not threatened. This what is, are you talking about? This I'm is fine. Not a competition. I'm fine. Keep going. No, they were they could do like manly stuff and they could take care of problems and like uh-huh. figure things out, but they were also creative still and like had like interests and like Kurt Russell played chess and um 
the chef on the on the roller skates. He could roller skate. He could roller skate. <laughs> You're just punching me below the belt right now. Oh, I know you hate roller skates. I hate roller skates. I didn't even mean that as a dig against uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. I'm this just is, saying these were real. These were real men. Okay. And and I don't think I don't think men are made like that anymore. I think <laughs> I think men. I think they should have first off missed opportunity. Flamethrower with rolling roller skates, oh. missed opportunity. Would it have like rolled him backwards? Like- I I don't think so. It just would have been awesome, but <laughs> he probably would have been off balance because of the weight and fallen and just flamethrowed everything. Flame through everything. I don't know which one that is. Burned everything. Burned everything. Let's go with that. So men no longer exist that are creative, manly, and what was the other one? Uh, could take care of business, I guess. Yeah, like they were they were smart and tough, but not not mm-hmm. macho. There's huh. like a there's a they just were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. I have a question. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's not offensive to me? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm actually not offended. Yeah, I know. I, I think know. it's hilarious. And I didn't care if you were offended. I didn't yeah. want you to feel threatened. That's oh, right. oh, <laughs> snap. You are spicy today. <laughs> Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, no, I I see what you're saying. What you're talking about, I think, is the, um, it's the eternal good old days. Every generation looks at the generation before and they think about when they were younger and they're like, that was the good old days. You see this cascading through it. The people, the men you were talking about looked at the generation of men before them like, those guys were real men. They fought in World War II. Like, you know what I mean? They, no, I'm right. Not, it's, it has nothing you're to do right. with that. You're right. So, <laughs> completely new concept. You're absolutely correct. I apologize. Thank you. A real man wouldn't have apologized. <laughs> that is, oh, no, it's another trap no, A real for me. man would have apologized. Wait, so then I am a real man? What's going on? I'm I confused. I never said you were not. Okay. Let's move on. All right, let's move on. So how do you feel now that you've seen this movie like, is this your third time or your fourth time? It's my second time. No, you have seen it's this. It's my third time. It's your third time. <laughs> I was going to say. Did you enjoy it just as much? Yeah, totally. I have this amazing ability to like watch a movie and then a year later kind of forget what most of it's about. Yeah. And so it's kind of, it's like watching a familiar movie, um, but I don't remember all the details. That is so... So it is nice. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And from both perspectives, like I've seen this movie at least, I don't know, six times probably or more. And it's, it's imminently rewatchable. It is an excellent movie. Mm -hmm. The first time I saw it, it was the 1990s. 1996, if I recall correctly. Was it grunge days? uh, No, not exactly. Not for me. Okay. (laughs) And I was over in uh, Ireland and I was staying with a host family. And the uh, father, the kids, it was younger kids. And the younger kids had gone to bed. I think it was like a 10-year-old or something. 12, whatever. Anyway, the father was still up and he was sitting there and there were like three stations or something for some reason. BBC one, two, three, maybe. I don't know. And he, that movie, this movie was on. Wow. And I I had never seen it before. And I was like, what's this? And he was like, oh, it's just, this. Is, I'm not sure. And uh, yeah, I only remember a few scenes. I did not see any of the creature stuff. I think it was the beginning where there was just the ice and the snow and all that and the mystery. Mm hmm. That's and then I pieced together years later when I saw the movie, like that's what it actually was. Hmm, wow. Yeah. So you saw part of the movie then, mm-hmm. and then 
did you you didn't watch the whole movie? In I head. did not. I can't remember if he turned it off because he may have known it was going to get a little like dicey. He's probably like, I probably shouldn't watch this, but he's European, so probably not. I think I was probably just tired and went to bed or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the movie, there's a really cool part where they figure out a test to see if you are an mm-hmm. alien or not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they decide to like take your blood, yeah, in a petri dish, yeah, and then heat up a wire like super hot. Because they they thought like your blood would react because mm-hmm. all your the alien infect, infected every blood cell mm-hmm. and took over every blood cell in your body, so they did this. It was this tense time in the in, yeah. the, in the game room. I think the break room. First of all, the break room is amazing. Yeah. Every time it I was. see this, I'm like, I just want to live there. I know, right? It it's got everything you would want, especially for the '80s. It was amazing. <laughs> Ping pong. It's got a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all the alcohol uh, that you would want for some reason. Pleather couch. Just pleather couch. There's, uh, I think there were two arcade console like boxes. Oh. It was it was pretty fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're sitting there and they like everyone draws their blood by cutting their thumb and like dripping it into this petri dish Shit, like the worst way possible yes <laughs> no yeah. that's gonna sting yeah and then they heat up this wire and they stick it in the petri dish and like yeah. kind of agitate <laughs> the blood and the one where it reacts where it is the alien yeah as soon as he touches it the blood leaps out of the petri dish yeah. and it's like a form in the air and everything erupts and it's crazy yeah that was that was really really cool uh, and then and then the 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 creature that is that the blood came from he starts going crazy and turning into this crazy spider monster thing yeah yeah, yeah. um first off when i worked at the blood bank i used to work at a blood bank when i worked there we would do that with every pint of blood <laughs> just to make sure the blood supply was safe <laughs> I'm sure you did. Because once it gets into the system, obviously it infects everything. Was so. that standard operational? Standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. I okay. had the wire. I would heat it up with my blowtorch. I told you I know how to use a blowtorch. <laughs> and then I would just have the Petri dish and Yeah. Um, did you make a blood bank joke there, by the way? Because you said no. it would agitate the blood. No. That's okay. That okay. would have been good. That's what you're, you're agitating the blood when you're. Yeah, mixing it and moving it. So, okay. I just have a good vocabulary. You do. It's it's excellent. (laughs) So, um, the dog in the beginning is beautiful. It's a beautiful dog with like Mm -hmm. blue eyes, like Like a a husky. husky. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, you were saying like you thought it was the best acting dog you've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) Can you explain that? Uh, The first off, like (laughs) maybe it's because I have a friend who has very unruly, rude dogs. (laughs) <laughs> but having seen a dog that's just quiet and intense mm-hmm. is always impressive to me because most of the dogs I ever meet are loud and just they're just they're playful and, and stuff. So seeing like a broody, intense dog is just a it fits the tone of the film very well. And then B, it's just impressive. It's just it's so eerie in which the way they film it. The other dogs that are in the pen with it are all like normal dogs. They're kind of like, yeah. they're riled up, they're barking, they're they're nervous and whining. And this thing is just like eerily silent. Yeah. Yeah. And still. Still. And very, it stares. It, yeah. Yeah. I would, it would creep me out if I was in a room with a dog and it stared at me like that dog <laughs> stares in that movie. Well, the first couple of times I saw the movie, I didn't really, I just thought the dog looked friendly and interesting Mm -hmm. and i mean it's the perfect guys for an alien to infiltrate 
Humans, absolutely. Yeah. Man's best friend. And no one pays attention to it. It just mm-hmm. goes wherever it wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time I did pick up on more of the the staring of it. Yeah. yeah. It did seem, mm-hmm. it was a really good dog. I know. <laughs> I hope it won an award. Uh, you know, <laughs> the the Barksters, I don't know what the award would be for dogs. No, an Academy Award for the dog. Oh. That's what you, I'm saying. For best supporting <laughs> non-human actor. Yes. The award goes to. Emo dog from The Thing. Um, it, the movie does make me want to move to Antarctica, or at least spend some time there. Yeah, I mean, they have cruises there, so you can cruise <laughs> down there. Yeah. That's true, you can. I don't want to be stuck on a cruise. Spoilers! With <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bad enough lately being on a cruise ship with everything that can go around with food poisoning and everything else, but uh, having aliens, that would also, uh, that would definitely amp it up a bit. What, um... What's your favorite part of the movie? Has it changed Ooh. in the times you've seen it? Um, Is it the part with the suspense you just described? No, that's not my favorite part. No, okay. Um, I it, love that part, though. It used to be the fact that the scenery mm-hmm. and that. But this time, I really was moved by the end. Mm. Um, when Kurt Russell just kind of walks out of the flames yeah. <laughs> alone and hunkers down. And it's just a moment of like sadness because on the one hand, you're like happy that they he beat the alien, mm-hmm. but it also means his own demise, his own death. So yeah. it's a bittersweet ending. But that that moment is like a quiet. I like that moment a lot this time. What about you? What was your favorite part? <sighs> My favorite part of the movie is when he's playing chess <laughs> and he loses <laughs> And he just opens it up and you could see the internal hard drive and stuff. And he just dumps his whiskey in it. And this is like an old yes. computer. Like a, yes. was it a VI? No. It's, it had a CRT monitor, you know, like those glass monitors. Uh, and, and it was just like an actual desktop box and green screen. Yeah. 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 I was thinking Commodore. It, oh, no, I don't think it. No, Commodore hooked up to your TV if I remember right. Um, but that, um, yeah, that... Playing chess that way, you had to like enter the coordinates. Yeah. You couldn't like, there was no mouse or anything <laughs> on his machine. So that just makes me laugh. And oh man, now I'm just picturing all the crazy creature feature parts. Like the parts where uh, the monster just detaches in crazy ways and becomes mm-hmm. tiny little monsters. Those parts are always really cool. Yeah. Um, You were kind of having a, a deep, reflective like moment with yours so i feel like that's a good time for me to ask what you think the message of this film was (laughs) (laughs) what is the message of this film Mm -hmm. um well it has to it has a lot to do about trust oh yeah um it's true and being able to trust your fellow man (laughs) sorry when you said trust in my head i said if you like it then you should have put a thing on it trust uh well i think about marriage trust and marriage and then there's the song if you like it you should put a ring on it anyway it's dad jokes i can't help wow. it sometimes wow yeah yeah it happens i was trying to explain the meaning i, I apologize <laughs> no, please I, continue i uh um so i don't i don't have a real philosophical meaning here just maybe it's about oh trusting people trusting people i i i'm gonna go with I, I think trust is a huge theme in it. Um, I, this, is, this is one of those films that's like, it's nihilistic. Like, 
no matter what you do, it's it's all just going to end poorly. Like you can fight it, but it's not it's not going to make any difference in the end. Yeah, this was really different from John Carpenter's other movies. Other movies that you've seen that I've seen. Yeah, because we were listing some last night. Yeah. And um, the ones that I've seen, like with Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken, yeah. Escape from New York. Yeah. That, it's very different Mm -hmm. from that. That one's kind of like tongue in cheek Mm -hmm. and has some cheesy moments. Kind of like a. Yep. Yeah. um, Kind of like a Batman Batman. (laughs) cheesiness. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) And then um, I think I've seen Big Trouble in Little China. Maybe I haven't. As far as I know, you haven't. Every time I ask you, you say you haven't. This is the first time I've but, heard you say you have. So I'm <laughs> I think confused. I've just seen the cover. And okay. then and then um Halloween. Mm-hmm. I which I think I've seen. Yeah. Um it's so different. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, of those, Halloween's probably the closest. But, I guess what yeah. I'm wondering is, did John Carpenter make any other movies like The Thing? Because I, I liked out of out of all the ones I've seen, this has been my favorite of his movies. It's his favorite too. Like he has good taste. Yeah. <laughs> when asked like what his favorite movie is he's made, the thing was the one, if I recall correctly, that he that it was his favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think too, like, um, I think this is probably the most serious one. There's a a lot of other ones have different elements, like of They Live. They Live is a very kind of cheeky movie, but it also has like it has kind of a nihilistic undertone, I think, to it as well. Um, which I'm not telling you anything more about the movie. I know. I knew you would say that. That's on the list. Um, but anyway, uh, no, this one kind of is its own thing, like in that way. Maybe that's why it resonates with him, too, that I can think of. I mean, I haven't seen all of his movies, so maybe we'll find another one that's very similar. I'm glad this one doesn't have like so much cheesiness in it. It's mm-hmm. it's perfect the way it is. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't change a thing. I love it. Were there any parts you don't like about it? Or are you like, no. That's okay. Um, hmm. Any parts I would change about it? I would put it all, do the whole movie, but have it set in Hawaii. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. That would be quite the movie. <laughs> Escape from Antarctica. <laughs> or like in a volcano, like at the base of a volcano. I don't know. Okay. No, um, no, I don't think I would change anything about it. Hmm. Would you? Is there something you want to change? Um, I mean... If anything, no, I wouldn't, because the way it is is perfect for when it was made. Like some of the it would just be nitpicky of limitations of technology back in the day. But honestly, that's what I like about it, too. So I wouldn't really change it. Yeah. Like if it became if the alien became like more realistic, it'd kind of be too freaky for me to watch, probably. Well, I mean, the sequel to the the prequel sequel, mm-hmm. which is fun to say, <laughs> Uh, I mean, that was made in 2011, I think. And that one, like, has CGI and stuff in it. And it has some. So, yeah. You did. You watched that. Do you remember watching it? I don't remember it very well. <laughs> you did okay. You were all right. Well, monster movies I can handle, usually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. even if they're, like, yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Um, If you had to have two cassettes to take with you. In the 80s to Antarctica, because that's all you would have while you're there on your six month stint. What would they be? (laughs) One is a cassette tape that we had on a family trip down to Florida. Whoa. And so I did listen to it endlessly. Okay. um, Because we 
didn't really play the radio that much on that trip or something, yeah, yeah. but my parents were okay with playing this over and over. And it was um, a piano, George Winston piano music. <laughs> so we listened to it constantly. Okay. Um, and then the tape that I bought on that trip mm-hmm. was the Tony Braxton Breathe Again single. First. Do you remember buying singles on tape? Oh yeah. my goodness, that is such a waste of money. It's crazy. <laughs> First off, Tony Braxton is the 90s, but I'm going to forgive it because it's on a tape. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. Shrug at me. Give me a shrug. <laughs> what do you, why can't I say the Tony Braxton? Because it wasn't. Oh, well, I asked you what 80s tapes would you bring? Oh, what, okay. I missed that part of the question. That's okay. Tony Braxton works. We can time travel. It's fine. <laughs> I would totally. So a tape from the 80s. Yeah. Okay. What would you bring? Back to the Future soundtrack. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one. Can you imagine walking around, (laughs) flying in the helicopter, listening to that soundtrack? That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be. And then, I don't know, probably like a Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you've got that on the Back to the Future. So, Oh, there's only one. There is one on there. That's true. That's true. I'd probably want to diversify. Exactly. But if it was the 80s, I'd probably be super into Huey Lewis. So I'd probably <laughs> just double down and just go all Huey Lewis. Um, you would probably like to sing if you were in Antarctica in a mm-hmm. research station. I can see that you are happy to be stuck with me. Isn't that <laughs> one of the songs? <laughs> yes, it's true. I am happy to be stuck with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. That I can imagine everyone going like, stop playing it like <laughs> just playing it over and over and over you need headphones uh totally would which is why one of the guys names went windows he had headphones yeah oh good stuff all right my dear i think it's time first off why didn't i do the blood test i didn't see you for like a good chunk of time i can't believe i've been talking to you right now um i seem like my normal self right you do seem like you actually seem a bit more aggressive than your normal self so I'm really starting to wonder what's going on here. I don't know. I just, I went on a walk earlier and, uh-huh. and then I came back in. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go now. Bye. Bye. inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to, but it's vulnerable out in the open. If it takes us over, then it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's won. You guys gonna listen to Gary? We can be one of those things! 